Sponsor Life with Brent and Jeff. If it is just us, it seems like an awful waste of space. That's okay, because it's the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff for the next two hours. I don't think that's a waste of space. Do you, Brent? Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come on, you back Sorry. me up here. No, Sorry. not not at all. Not we are at all. Definitely worth listening to for the next two hours, yeah. people. The summation of our servanthood series tonight. The contented servant or content servant, um, seeking God's riches over earthly riches, and um, you know, further defining what the servant of God looks like. Um, the servant, you know, in our topic, in our series, um, what's cooking in the hood, servanthood, you know, talking about what a servant of God looks like last week. Um, we talked about the respectful servant, the one who respects each other and how to serve those people that have, that are around us that, um, you know, that we might not want to respect. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we've talked about, you know, the servant with integrity, the servant who doesn't have to be in the limelight, you know. Um, the servant's motivation, why are we doing what we're doing. Um, so we had a lot of great topics that we've talked about. Um, but we're turning the look another heart issue related to what is the pursuit of our life? What are we striving for? You know, what's the end game? You know, is it to live in a million dollar house with a BMW and um, trophy you know, wife? No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. Or is it or is it really to um, to stock up treasures in heaven and to do the things that God wants us to do when we're here and um, ultimately pursue godliness. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight for the next two hours. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, you know, I think it's quaint to say money is bad, being poor is what God expects from us. That's not what we're going to be talking about tonight. What we're going to be talking about is the heart issue because you could be poor and love money. (laughs) In fact, I bet you more people that are poor long for money then people who have money love money, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's, it, money can be a god whether you have it or whether you don't have it. Um, and so that's not the issue. The issue is the heart, what we're pursuing. Um, you know, Are we pursuing godliness or are we, preser- are we pursuing the things that God has for us, the rewards he has laid up for us? Or are we pursuing the temporary things? And uh, you know, that's, that's the gist. And uh, what a great place to end. I think our series is kind of like the, like you said, the end game. Like what, is, what are we pursuing? Yep. Are we pursuing godly service of the Lord or something else? You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Mercedes Baby by House of Heroes. And um, as we've been in for the whole Servanthood series, we're in 1 Timothy. And we're in, a, we're in chapter 6, the last chapter. Verse 6, it says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And nothing, or I'm sorry, and having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into much, I'm sorry, into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith and their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And um, there's a lot there to talk about in way of godliness and contentment. Um, ultimately, you know, the, Paul is instructing Timothy here to pursue and to um, strive after godliness as opposed to um, trying to get a whole bunch of stuff. And he's very wise in saying that we didn't bring anything into this world, so yeah. <laughs> and we're not taking it out. So what's going to last beyond the grave? Yeah, when you were born, you were born naked. You weren't born with a Versace suit. <laughs> so why do we want to be buried in them? 
<laughs> I don't get it. Um, but uh, I think it's cool because I think it kind of it's it's in the face of a lot of people because you know it can be mistaught that you know we should pursue godliness and then you'll get all the good stuff, which that might not be what God has for you. And it actually says it in the verse before verse six. He says that these people that we should stay away from, they suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Something to think about. And um, there's actually Jeff just started talking about it. There's actually two camps. Yeah. You know, there's the Christians who um, think that if you're godly, then God will give you, you know, a million dollars and a beautiful <laughs> house and a car because he wants to prosper you. Um, and that's his. He, people say that that's God's end game. Yeah. It's just to prosper you. So if you're godly, you get a good reward. And then the counteract to that is like on the equally the opposite side is, um, you know, God wants you to be poor because then you know you trust him more and god wants you to have not have anything um physically you know he's not going to give you anything in fact just sell everything you have live in a camper and uh (laughs) or live with a knapsack on walk around and just talk about god you know and it's like well that's equally kind of foolish as well because that's not what god wants either he doesn't want you to be miserable for the sake of him vagrants for christ (laughs) nomad because he loves us yeah you know because god loves his kids and we are his kids and um he doesn't want us to be pursuing wealth and he doesn't want us to be struggling all the time because it would hurt him to see us you know you know just not being taken care of he takes care of every need that we have the yeah. bible says you know the young lions never suffer suffer hunger so you never see a bird like looking you know starving and they're <laughs> going please i will work for food you know? <laughs> that would be the best thing ever the bird's got like a flannel on and you're like what earmuffs in a tin can God's not taking care of my needs I need I need to beg for it as soon as you see a bird on the side of the road with a sign we're all in trouble (laughs) (laughs) because God promised that you know he feeds even the sparrows that's a great visual yeah I know some no more (laughs) some ostrich sitting there with a sign (laughs) we're here we're clear we need more worms no (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But I think you know those two camps, right? You were talking about like I think both of them are right, both of them are wrong, like in some yeah. way. Like you know, being godly, God does reward us. It might not be in the material way, but we do get rewards. So that that mentality is good. Uh, and you know, also we should be godly without expecting a reward. So the other people, you know, they're right, but they're you know they always say everything. Everybody takes it to like the legalistic or the liberalistic extreme. And isn't that like you know America? You know. In other countries, they have, you know, bigger things to worry about, I guess, you know, not to, you know, minimize what we have to deal with in America, obviously, you know, it's not all peaches and roses and raisins, but, you know, yeah, you know, we have problems with our economy. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in the bracket where I'm so poor that it doesn't really affect me that much. (laughs) Like, you know, when everything was going really bad, I was happy because (laughs) gas was cheap. (laughs) You know, that's what, that's, that was real for me. Like. You know, my, my pay was the same. Guess was cheaper. So I was actually making money out of the deal. But, you know, we get so bogged, bogged down in this whole, oh, what's going to happen? Well, oh, you know, we get so, we're so driven by finance and so driven by materialism. And, uh, you know, you think if we could get our perspective and our priorities in line, you know, how much of a weight would that, you know, we probably add years to our life with the worry. And, you know, Matthew 6 is so great because she's just like, what are you worrying about? Yeah. You know, today you got enough to worry about. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. And we, you know, we get our forecasts and we, you know, we're online trying to figure out who's got the news coming up. And you know, we 
the thing we are looking we're looking to the future but we're looking in the wrong spot of the future we're looking at the earth's future not at our, you know our heavenly uh, destination I guess and, and that's kind of our backwards mentality and um, this is a good topic you know it's hitting right to the heart but I love how Paul just simply says in verse 8 and having food and clothing with these we shall be content you know if I was to be honest with with y'all which I will be because it's nothing but real here on the altar life yeah Verse 8 would have sounded different if I wrote it. It would have said, <laughs> and having food and clothing and a house and a car and, um, you know, my HD flat panel, 42-inch screen on the wall. And For a my high-speed internet with my dual-core Intel computer and my, uh, you know, really fat surround sound. <laughs> system you, you get the point right yeah verse like, 8 would be verses 8 through 15 <laughs> if it was Brent's translation with these we shall be content yeah. <laughs> and um you know that's not christ's heart and paul's heart either you know he, he just had food and clothes all he did was you know he traveled around a lot you know and talked to people and made tents so that he could hang it had some place to cover his head yeah <laughs> made his tent and slept in it yeah <laughs> so it's like making your bed and laying it isn't yeah. it? it's kind of similar um but, you know, he was content with the things that he had. And uh, whatever Christ gave him, whatever Christ decided to bestow upon him, man, he was just content, you know. And it wasn't because he he didn't, his contentment wasn't locked in on the things that he had. His contentment was locked in on the fact that he had a relationship with Jesus, Jesus Christ, you know. He knew Christ, and he knew the giver of all good things. So that was fine, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like, I don't need stuff. Whatever Christ gives me is fine, but um, I'm just going to be content with what I have. Yeah, I, I I think that you know you're probably sitting there and you're like they're talking to me. Oh man, I feel really you know sick in my stomach because I'm getting convicted by the Lord. But it's like, don't get depressed. You know this isn't new. You know it's not like because we have all these this technology at our fingertips that now all of a sudden we yeah. long for material things. We long for the next thing. Think about the children of Israel. <laughs> We want to go back to Egypt. We had onions. We had onions and leeks. <laughs> Garlic. Like what? No, Is man. that considered food? Like, we couldn't stand within 10 feet from each other because our breath was so bad. That's what we want. Instead of this manna. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> like, that's a great point. They're standing there. There's a flame, you know, a pillar of fire during the night to keep them warm and so that they can see where they're going. There's a p- pillar of cloud protecting them from the desert. Every morning, enough manna falls from the sky for three million people and then on the seventh or on the sixth day there's enough for six million because they saved it for the next day and there's water in the middle of the desert and there's quail flying in and there's all this stuff happening (laughs) anyway you know obviously they had a lot of problems (laughs) what they were focusing on they were focusing on the past and what they thought they needed you know the children one of the things i think is so miraculous in the bible is that you know god says hey when you were wandering in the wilderness your your shoes didn't you know, your feet grew. Think about the fact they had little kids and stuff. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. But, you know, with us, we'd be like, well, these are out of style now, God. <laughs> you know, I that need the so next 80s. one. That was so 80s. That was so, like, you know, 4,680 B.C. <laughs> so 80s. <laughs> that was so Egypt. We're not there anymore. You know? <laughs> and then they're like, you know, I used to get brand new shoes every week in Egypt. You know, they didn't realize what they had, what God was doing for them on a daily basis. And we get that way. What God has offered us, we think that there's more and that he's holding back and we become discontent. That's the wrong idea. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. 
what if we played that liner at the incorrect time? We're like, oh no, we gotta just throw an unbelievable on. But anyway, <laughs> what is unbelievable throw it on. tonight? Throw you it know. on the barbecue. Throw it on. <laughs> throw, it on. throw another burger on. The lazy, hazy days of summer. <laughs> Grazy. Lazy. Uh, yeah, we are just a bunch of lazy, hazy people in the summertime, aren't we? Yeah. Grilling in our backyards, getting eaten by mos- mosquitoes. Hot time, summer in the city. Back of your neck kicking. Garbage <laughs> flies eating your corn on the cob on your paper plate on your porch. Garbage flies? Yeah, those little ones that are green, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. They're, like, oh, they're, they're just everywhere. Citronella candles. Citronella candles, yeah. You know, but, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're coming into the, the heat. I mean, August. Ugh. The hottest month of the year. And uh, something that we are, we're actually noticeably absent. And, you know, nowadays, which a lot of you older folks remember from being young, is the bug zapper hanging from the porch. Yes. You heard that, that it sound. had that nice, like, almost like angelic glow to it. That you felt safe from all type of insect and amphibian in some cases. <laughs> Those things were so mammoth. They were yeah, like they were big. the size of your head. <laughs> it was like the thing that just bugs that could gravitate <laughs> toward, you know. Kind of like us when we're like looking at, you know, the like big screen TVs. <gasps> Look at that. You see a bunch of people like at the electronic best by like walking over and hovering toward it. Yeah, what if they getting made- closer and closer and then they bang their foreheads on the screen. Ow. <laughs> well, how, let me see. I mean, it's so it's so high depth that it's like where are the pixels? And you get you bang, bang yeah, your head into it. it and it gets you. Yeah. It gets you to pull out your wallet <laughs> and spend money. It is the the sophisticated bug zapper, essentially. <laughs> yeah, so the bug zapper was to bugs as um, stuff is to us. I guess it's a good <laughs> That's parallel like a, to our mathematical. Like, X is to Y as <laughs> Z is to dollar sign. <laughs> what? Equals your empty wallet. <laughs> I don't but, know, uh, but the bug zapper, you know. Yeah, let's get back to our actual unbelievable, yeah, which, which is, is bug the bug zapper. zappers. But the they disappeared. Yeah, where'd they go? I remember, like, when I was, like, 10... And you would be, you know, summertime, you're running around outside barefoot, and there's lightning bugs, and it's all cool. And you had that bug zapper going, and then there was, like, a giant bug would go in there. It was like, and they're like, well, that one's really putting up a fight. <laughs> it's just going to last forever, and it, like, starts to spark a little bit. And the June bug died in July. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever. It was, like, to be continued tomorrow night. And the bug's like, I'll see you again, zapper. We'll finish what we started. <laughs> Light's like a drug. It's like round 14. (laughs) Gotta have more light. I gotta have more light. Oh, my goodness. Um, But but you were talking about, yeah, yeah. my mother-in-law. I don't know where she got it. It's like a tennis racket, but it's an electronic bug zapper. So you actually go around it. It's it's the combination of bug zapper and fly swatter. And she brought it. We we had a little cookout, and she brought it. (laughs) And it was working. It was awesome. As if the slapping of the bug wouldn't kill them enough, now we have to zap Slap them and zap them yeah. at the same time. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, now that you're going to die, but you're going to die with a shock. <laughs> it has a nice competitive edge to it. You know. <laughs> anyway, finishing up our Servanthood series tonight. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. We're talking about the content servant seeking God's riches above earthly riches. Yeah, because you can't take it, take it with you, as the old adage says. And, um, you know, Timothy and Paul, Paul actually was talking to Timothy here in a letter. And just kind of instructing him on these people. There must have been some rich people in uh, wherever Timothy was here. Um, there must have been some rich people kind of sitting around. And he kind of kind of talked right to him. He said, command those people who are rich, in verse 17, in this present age, not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, 
but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy and let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And, you know, Paul's talking right to those rich people saying, you know, don't trust in the thing that's temporary, you know, the riches that could go. And we've kind of, in the latest economic downturn of this country, yeah, people were, have had a lot, their retirements and their, um, and their finances all built on, you know, what the market was going to do, you know, and, and the market is not doing well. And all of a sudden everyone's panicking going, Oh, what are we going to do? You know, we're, we're really struggling and, um, putting their faith in things that are temporary, you know, and not in the thing that's eternal, which is Jesus Christ. And, um, it's cool to know, I have a relationship with the one who owns the universe and could be like, (laughs) Here's a million dollars, you know. <laughs> no one else has a million. If he wants you to have a million, he has the ability to send you a check, you know. Um, it's interesting. Like, one of my cousins actually um, went to college in faith, not knowing how she was going to pay her tuition, and um, would show up to the to the place to um, say that she didn't have the pay payment for her tuition, and someone would have paid it. Just, hey, you know, it was just paid last yesterday. And the person wow. decides that they want to, you know, it's anonymous, whoever the person is. She never, she still this day doesn't know who was paying her college tuition. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but it's just remarkable because God has a way of paying your bills for you, you know. And um, we get so caught up in, you know, the pursuit of all the things, the money that we think we need for our security. Um, and Paul warns against that and says the pursuit of that means that you're not pursuing what Jesus has. And that can lead to your destruction. And he actually uses that word destruction, which is something we don't really want. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was Casting Pearls with All Right. Matthew 6, I referred to it earlier, it says, uh, verse 25, Therefore I say, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about the body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And that's what he goes on. He's like, the, you know, the birds don't sow and reap and you know harvest and stuff, but God provides for them. And we were joking around, you know, as soon as you see a bird standing on the side of the road with like a "will work for food" sign, then we know we're all in trouble. But for now, we don't see that. You know, we're we're doing pretty well. And um, you know, we would look at the news, and you know, as Brent was saying, you know, people were put your they were banking on the uncertain market with their you know four hundred one ks and their retirement plans and all that stuff, and. True to form, it was uncertain and did something that we weren't expecting. And, you know, now people are like, you know, stressing beyond belief and adding years to their life. And God's like, you know, don't worry about that. You know, worry about the things that you can have a control on. And I think we talked about that, about that in another episode of this Servanthood series. Like, you know, there are certain things that are out of our control, but there are certain things that we can control. And those are the things that we're neglecting. We're worrying so much about the things we can't control. Like, well, this person won't get saved. And it's like, well, are we doing everything we can to help them? Or, you know, well, this, you know, I don't have the things that I want. And it's like, well, we can't control that. That's in God's hands. Let's control what we have in front of us, what God has given us to, you know, to take care of. Let's be faithful in those things. And serving him is the most important thing, you know, and everything else is just hooey stuff. <laughs> it's all just stuff. It's all gravy on top. It's all gravy, brother. It's all gravy. So what does this mean about this contentment thing about being a servant of Christ? How can... Why are we talking about it in the context of servanthood, you know? And it's because 
you know, we're supposed to be servants. God calls us to be servants of Him, you know, and just and to lay our lives down as loving servants of Jesus Christ. And um, the Bible says that you serve who you really want, you know, you pursue who you're serving. And, um, you know, the Bible says that you cannot serve God and you and money at the same time. Um, he actually says you cannot serve God and mammon, you know, yeah. God and money at the same time. So you have to pick. And, um, you know, it's not saying that, you know, money is bad, but what it is saying is what Paul said here. He said, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. It's the pursuit of that thing, that money, that thing that's not God. Um, that's It says that some even left the faith. They even got, you know, distracted from what they already had believed in Christ um, and went down the wrong path and reaped sorrow and misery upon themselves because of what they pursued. And, um, you know, it's the, the opposite. In another way, you know, God will cause us to search him out and to seek him and to pursue him. And then he gives us eternal riches. Yeah, I mean, you, it's easy for me to sit here and be like, yeah, you better not love money. But, <laughs> you know, who am I? It's like, you know, boxcar Willie, king of the hobos, sitting there like, yeah, yeah, don't love money. When he's the guy who's like, you know, scraping and, you know, that's his whole life is like, how am I going to get money? And, do you know, just because you're poor doesn't mean that you're not loving money, like we mentioned before. And, and um, you know, we can be spiritually poor as well. And, and. Why is that not so important? You know, when we're poor spiritually and we haven't been, you know, <laughs> racking up credit that way, I guess, or, or building our our spiritual finances. That sounds really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but when we haven't been diligent in those things, you know, we just, okay, no big deal. You know, but we pursue and we pursue and we pursue these earthly things. And it, it's a waste of time in a sense because, you know, the Bible says it's uncertain. You know, you don't even know if you're going to get it or not. So let's pursue something that God's like, here it is, just come and get it. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Think about this. Gold in heaven is like concrete. <laughs> and that's the thing that we chase after. Can you imagine like people like killing each other over concrete? Yeah. Uh, or you know, people stressing out and their hair turning gray. It's like, oh no, my concrete is diminished. What am I going to do? Unless you're like a contractor. I don't think that's a big deal. If your contract, you know, your concrete's not coming through <laughs> or if it, the, the value of your concrete has gone down. So, think about it that way we're treading on the very thing that we're pursuing so actively here on earth you know focusing our perspective on heaven and eternal riches what are we doing on earth that's storing up eternal riches you know in heaven because that's the that's what's going to be there for eternity you know um the stuff that you're striving for that's so temporary here is like the bible says like we read tonight it's not going anywhere you can't take it with you um and uh, more importantly, though, where is your heart tonight? Where are we? What are we living for? You know, are we living for racking up? Are we living for the next house? Are we living for the next car? Are we living for the good job? Are we living for, um, you know, the the nice looking girlfriend? What are we? What are we pursuing tonight? Um, because God says you have to choose. You know, your life. You have to choose whether you're going to serve Mammon and the things of this world, or you're going to serve God in eternity. And um, you know, I say we choose Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I say not mammon. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That God gives us the thumbs up on that one. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we, we really appreciate we've enjoyed this series. It's over already. We can't believe it. Um, but stick around. The next couple of weeks, we're going to be taking a break for the summer and, uh, you know, kind of to refresh a little bit. But enjoy some of these episodes. We're going to be going back to some recent ones, some older ones. 
but uh, very applicable to our current situation, you know, as the Bible always is. It's always there. And that's what we're here to talk about, to discuss, to, you know, to, to hash through and to also play great music. And we really appreciate everybody that tunes in on a regular basis. And if you just tuned in for the first time, thank you very much. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Let's get out there and be servants for Christ with all those things that we've talked about. Get our, get our motivation, <laughs> and then everything else follows. <laughs> yeah, just get out in the hood. See what's cooking and serve each other and serve the Lord ultimately. So until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ.